0: Let me talk to you about our spotlight sponsor. It is iTarget Pro. I love this. So cool. Yeah. I just ordered uh, two uh, for my family. My kids are um, learning how to shoot and, uh, you know, getting away, getting, you know, especially when you have small kids, getting to the range uh, and learning to shoot and then dry firing in the house. It's just really hard. It's hard to do and expensive. Here's why dry firing with iTarget Pro is such a great deal. Um, you can actually, it's like a little shooting range. There's no bullets involved and you're just in your house and you can do it. And it's fun, really, truly fun. 10% off plus free shipping. Use the promo code Glen. Use the promo code Glen. It's I, the letter I, TargetPro.com.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program. Mm.
0: Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, program. I I want to talk to you about uh, Jake Tapper yesterday said Trump's maliciousness is infecting the whole Republican Party. True. Not true. Um, you know, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt for us to inoculate ourselves against maliciousness. However, Where is anyone talking about the infection that is running through the body of the Democrats? It is becoming a death cult, a socialist death cult. And I can't believe the stories that I read last night from people who were saying, I can't believe that, you know, Donald Trump is blah, 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 whatever. Are you watching what's happening with the Democrats? I want to just give you a rundown of what they did in one day. Day, and tell me this is in line with american principles and values we begin there in one minute
2: this is the glenn beck program
0: there is a demand for full-time workers as 50 percent of the human resource managers say they currently have open positions and they cannot find quality candidates that's, that's amazing. More than 40% of employers plan to hire full-time permanent employers this year. 47% plan to recruit part-time workers. This is the greatest job economy in a century. That's not me saying that. I think that was, what, the Wall Street Journal yesterday or was was Washington Post? This is the greatest job market of a century. First of all, wow. Second of all. If you're looking to hire somebody, it's going to be hard and you need the right tools in your hands to hire the right people. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. They will they are great at finding the right employees, which is the most important factor to most businesses. They are your face, they're the spirit of your company. You need somebody great. Well, they have powerful te- matching technology. They scan thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience in the right place and the right p- Position of life and invite them to apply for your job. And as the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each single one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss the great match. You just don't get an avalanche of people who are not qualified or just looking for any job. ZipRecruiter is so effective at this that 80% of employers get a quality candidate through their site within the first day. I want you to try this for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right. So let's talk a little bit about...
3: Yeah, before we should, we should probably get to the new production. The new what? The new production for the
0: show? The new production for yeah, the and show? Yeah, kind of set the tone, the new theme. I thought we... Okay. Yeah,
3: let's roll the new theme.
0: Come on, come on. No, this is... On, yeah. This
3: is not right. Up, get
4: chicken, yep. and good.
3: Have a barrel of fun. <laughs> I mean... Goodbye, home, mm-hmm.
0: Say hello to your family. Come on, everyone. Get fuck fucking fried
3: chicken.
4: Have a barrel, a barrel of fun. Of fun.
3: I mean, you're trending I mean, in the United States yesterday, along with Colonel Sanders. Have
0: you ever seen us at a party together? No, haven't seen it, have you? No, only when you're standing next to a mirror. Somewhere, somewhere in the country, an old decrepit Colonel Sanders is <laughs> is hearing today, you look just like Glenn Beck. And it's not making him happy either. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, you actually
3: were, it, you were trending. Glenn Beck was trending nationwide. And then as a, you know, like if if you were to take, one thing and, like, a, a hashtag it or, or make mm-hmm. a certain point. The mm-hmm. two things trend together. So it said Glenn Beck, and then, like, sub-trending with Glenn Beck was Colonel Sanders. Right. And then later on in the day, it actually reversed itself. It was Colonel Sanders was trending with the association to Glenn Beck. <laughs> and, I, like, I don't know if that means you've actually crossed the lines
0: yeah. completely. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, okay. And, I, and it was tra- it was trending because of this, uh, this article in Newsweek magazine about... Uh, uh how i said that socialism means the end of the country as we know it um and if the dem or if the uh, if the Dems uh don't win with donald trump it's the end of the country
3: yeah i mean i think you've been pretty clear on socialism over the years you know, you've <laughs> yeah. also been pretty clear that you look like colonel sanders over the years for a long time uh, for a long time yes, so this right. is apparently new to a lot of people
0: right and i don't know what what is really new for anybody on that statement um it is especially if you are looking at what the Democratic Party is becoming. I mean, there, I saw some stories today. Glenn Beck says that uh, socialists, anarchists, and Islamicists will band together and work against uh, the country to try to collapse it. Yeah, I've been saying that for 12 years and look at it. Look at what's happening right now. You have the pressure from the anarchists on the street. You have the pressure from the socialists in government and you have the pressure from the Islamist movement in the, in the government with care and all throughout uh, the world with Muslim brotherhood. So yeah, there's nothing new here. It just new to those who aren't paying attention and to our Democratic friends, not in Washington, but those who live down the street, are you so distracted by Donald Trump that you you can't see what the Democratic Party has become? You can't become blind to what you're actually voting for. I mean, this is the—to me, this is the real uh, issue. It's what— what are you turning into as you're as you're running away from something? I mean, I said I said earlier this week that if Donald Trump and the and the GOP and I don't I don't have love for this. This is not, this is not the GOP has been worthless forever. Donald Trump, at least, has proven that he would do the things that I never thought he would do. I never let me just give you this. I never thought he would declare Israel, uh, Jerusalem, the the home of Israel and move the embassy. I didn't think anybody would do it. But I didn't think he would do it. Tax cuts. I thought he would kind of do it. And we kind of got what the GOP was going to do, which is weak. The judges. I didn't think he would do this with the judges. And I especially I didn't even think about what he's doing at the federal level. He's going to end up his his administration, if he just serves this one term, he could end up uh, appointing one hundred and fifty federal judges, which will change the balance of the courts in the uh, you know, at the federal level. I didn't think he would do that. I hate his tariffs, hate them. But uh, I see the economy. And the economy is chugging. And if you look at where it was under Obama and where it is now, it is clearly because of the things with regulation, which I wasn't sure he was going to cut. I thought he might. I didn't think he would get out of the Paris Agreement. Remember when I used to say uh, his daughter's not going to let him get out of the Paris Agreement? His daughter is all global warming. There's no way. No, he got out of the Paris Accords. His stance on socialism, his stance on ISIS, his stance on abortion. Okay, I didn't think he'd do these things. So I'm willing to admit that I was wrong about him on those things. Now, I was not wrong about him on things like he's surrounded by really bad people. Now, all of those people are gone. But all of those people that he had with him during the campaign, they're all the ones that he's paying the price for today. They were bad people. they're gone. Great. Uh, his tariffs, I think, are hurting the country. He says he's doing it for negotiation. I'm willing to see that, but when the when the negotiation is finished, I'm hoping that he's going to take these tariffs off because it will unleash another wave of power in the economy. What he's doing on 5G on Huawei, it's not working. But that's because Europe has their head up their sand hole and uh, they're not paying any. Don't please don't push me on that. (laughs) They don't they don't they're not willing to stand against China on 5G. This is the most important thing, I believe, for national security since perhaps the Cold War. So that's what we have. Now, maybe somebody else comes into the running But as of today, that's what we have on one side. Let me show you what we have on the other side. On the other side, we have a group of radical socialists, not people we say are socialists and everybody's like, they're not socialists, you're such a racist. No, no, no. We have people who are constantly talking about collapsing the free market system. We have a hundred people in Congress that have signed up, including every single candidate for the Democratic nomination. We have them signed on to something that calls for the radical transformation of the free market into a system that supplies social and economic justice. That's not the free market system. You have the face of the free market saying free market's not going to be around forever because it doesn't work and it's unjust. You have them now talking about changing the Constitution to a charter of positive liberties. They are pushing for infanticide. We're not even talking about abortion anymore. We're talking about killing children at nine months old. We're talking now about packing the court getting rid of the protection of the electoral college. You have anti-Semitism running amok, anti-Israel, pro-care. It's a cult that is anti-science and pro-death. Now, I can say those things, but I just want to recap for you. I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with just the audio of what's happened in the last 24, 48 hours with this group of people. You're outraged. Oh, Trump is tweeting something crazy. Yeah, he's been tweeting stuff that's crazy forever. We got that. But look at what he's doing. Look at what the policies are. Those are the things that will last. Do we have to worry about uh, becoming malicious and nasty? Yes, I think we do. The president doesn't set a good example on that. But that's where the people can lead. I worry about not just maliciousness, I worry about a culture of death. I worry about what happens to us when the free market system goes away. You want to look like Venezuela? Because that's what they're promising. All of the things they, they said they were for for Venezuela and Hugo Chavez, they're for today here in the United States. It is not European socialism. This is democratic socialism. And we are not a democratic country. Our founders intentionally did not want us to be a full-fledged democracy because those never last. Now, let me show you what happened in the last 24 to 48 hours. And you tell me, what should we be talking about? We'll get into that here in one minute. Never more than a minute away from the broadcast and from the show uh, let me tell you about our sponsor. It's uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, and they're the makers of Field of Greens. And you can make the choice to live a healthier life. They have over a thousand five-star reviews. It is uh, Field of Greens, which uh, is is something that you just stir into whatever it is you're drinking. Just a little teaspoon of it, and you stir it in, and um, and you have all of the the vitamins, the antioxidants, the the uh probiotics everything that you need that you would get from fruits and vegetables all just in you know whatever you're drinking or you know put it in pancake mix or whatever you're eating
3: right so when you you have it when the salad for dinner comes you can just throw it on the floor you don't have to eat it you just try it tonight if you just take the salad throw it on the floor and then say i got field of drink
0: greens in this drink Uh, what do you think about that you gotta throw it in the garbage can why Because dogs don't even eat salad. Mm. My dog eats its own poop. (laughs) It won't eat vegetables. That should tell you something. Anyway, Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants prebiotics probiotics you add one scoop of it to water stir it in and you're done it's brickhouseglenn.com for 25 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code glenn g-l-e-n-n sale ends this friday so don't wait go to brickhouseglenn.com promo code glenn and order field of greens we pause for 10 seconds station id All right, I just want to play a couple of things. Now this is all this all happened in one day. So Beto is on the road. And Beto, which we'll get into here a little later on the program. He is he's frightening because he's an empty suit. He does not know who he is at all. And I'll make a case on this later. But he doesn't know who he is. He's asking the 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 people now that are going out, "Hey, I need you to tell me who you want me to be. I can I can be who you need me to be. Who do you want me to be? Well, that's not the guy you want. Because the President of the United States has to know who he is and what he believes. That's a leader. Beto has no idea who he is. But he knows the game he has to play. And right now, the game he has to play is, I got to be for... Third trimester abortion. Now, the number of people in the United States that are for third trimester abortion is minuscule. It's 14%. Okay, 14%. Um, They're also talking about after the child is born, if he's got a birth defect, can we kill the child? The Democrats refuse to say no. This is insanity. Now, he was at a he was at a rally and some woman said, uh, what do you say about third trimester abortion? That when the when the child is ready to be birthed, it is nine months and uh, we could do a C-section or deliver the child and the child would be fine. Mom would be fine. What do you say about third trimester nine month abortions? Here's what he said.
2: Are you for or against third trimester
5: abortions? So, the, the
0: question is about abortion and reproductive rights. And, and my answer to you is that that should be a decision that the woman makes. Uh, yeah. About her own- yeah. yeah!
2: I trust her.
0: Woo! I trust her. Why? The woman wants to kill her child. It, it, the minute that child is born, it's, it, it's, it has nothing to do with her, it's a separate life. I believe it's a separate life in the womb, but they're now talking about killing that child after birth. This is this is a very dangerous road. So same day, here's Jildebrand, also running for president, talking about gun manufacturers. Now, think about how twisted you have to believe or you have to be to believe that this is actually true. Here's Jilderbrand.
1: Gun manufacturers only care about gun sales, they oppose the common sense reform that can save lives. They want to oppose universal background checks because they want to sell an assault rifle to a teenager in a Walmart. Or to someone on the terror watch list. Or to someone who's gravely mentally ill with a violent background. Or to someone with a criminal conviction for a violent crime. They want to sell those weapons, that's why they oppose universal background checks. Okay,
0: stop. No, that's not why they oppose universal background checks. And in fact, we have universal background checks. And you know who the person of the group was that pushed and designed the universal background check system? They're the ones who proposed it. The NRA, they were the ones behind the background checks that we currently have. They proposed how, what to do and how to do it. It was the NRA. So please, you're looking at any gun owner. As a killer, somebody who wants, do you hear what she said? Gun, uh, gun stores, gun manufacturers, they want to sell the gun to the mentally disturbed. Now, who do you have to be to want to sell a gun to the mentally disturbed? Who do you have to be that you want to sell it to somebody who wants to go out and kill children? That's her view of guns and the people who make guns. Now, let me go to Booker. Booker was the least offensive in the 24-hour period. But he's here talking about, well, we should should have term limits for the Supreme Court. And, you know, I, I have to tell you, I mean, I will talk to people about packing the court. Listen to this. I think we need to fix the Supreme Court. I think they stole the Supreme Court seat. Can we
4: keep it at nine? Should we
0: keep it at nine? Uh, I, I think I would like to start exploring a lot of options, and we should have a national conversation. Term limits for Supreme Court justices might be one thing. to give every president the ability to choose three.
4: Uh, okay. We have people holding on to those seats in ways that I don't think is necessarily healthy. So I want to figure Age out... Limit? Uh, look, I, I think we term limits might be a better way of saying that. Blurring mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <there's> <laughs> things there's out. A, there's there's there's
3: there's out. A, <laughs> All right, age <here's> limit. <laughs> Shoots. Uh, <like> <laughs> uh Lemony snicket.
0: I go, <laughs> uh, oh. It's Bizarre, man. <laughs> so listen to what he said. Should we keep it at nine? Look, I'm 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 willing to look at anything. Keep it at nine it's been at nine Supreme Court justices since like eighteen forty. Okay, this is something that Congress decided on long ago. But notice what he also says. I think we should have it term limits so every president gets to pick at least three. Well, that would get you six out of the nine in two terms. You could dramatically change the country. The reason why you don't have term limits you have the power to impeach, but you don't have term limits. And you don't have the president able to pick them because it's a separate branch. It's supposed to keep the other branches in line. It's not supposed to be collusion between the branches. And that's what the Democrats want. But then it gets worse from there. And this is all in a 24-hour period. How does the nation survive if any of these people win?
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: All right, let me tell you about um, let me tell you about uh, a VPN. You need a VPN. It's a, a cyber secure. Uh, um, Channel that you can talk on uh and and communicate and shop with a VPN is a virtual private network it bounces your uh your connection all around the world so nobody ever can track you and never know where you are now this is important because we are not only being tracked and monitored for everything um you're being you're being tracked and monitored by everybody you do business with i'm sorry but i'm not comfortable with all of this. So you need Norton.com slash VPN. It starts at about $3.33 a month. Believe me, you may not know what a VPN is now, but you're going to know very soon because everybody's going to need one. Get one now from Norton. Norton.com slash VPN. Join us at Blaze TV. Got dozens of
3: conservative voices that you need to hear, and these voices need to be protected. It's BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GLENN.
0: I have the honor to introduce you to one of the best people I know. His name is Mike Rowe. The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe. This is a great podcast that gives a unique take on American history. He explores everything from pop culture to politics, athletes to actors, history to Hollywood. It's called The Way I Heard It, and he shares stories for the curious mind with a short attention span. Each episode is 10 minutes or less about a famous person or an event that you know, filled with surprise, facts that you likely didn't know. Start with episode 36, Oh Brother. I mean, you want to talk about a family divided by politics? This story revolves around another presidential election about making America great again. I love them. Big reveal at the end, but I won't spoil it for you. You'll love it. Go to micro.com slash podcast and listen and subscribe to The Way I Heard It. That's M I K E R O W E.com slash podcast. That's micro.com slash podcast. No, I, we welcome Pat Gray in from Pat Gray Unleashed you can listen to the podcast every single day it's a great podcast you can find it wherever you you download your podcast or you can find it here uh, at uh blaze radio at blaze dot uh you join us and use the promo code back and you can save 10% and you get Pat every morning live uh, as he records his podcast so Pat i want to i want to ask you can you help me define cult what's a cult
4: a, a group of people that are lied to to get uh into a group and then brainwashed while they're in the group and uh, I, they're they're also made to uh fear and reject anybody on the outside i think okay fear and reject uh
0: anyone who has a different opinion mm-hmm uh, f- uh, fear and reject. Break up even with your family if they disagree. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Break up with family. Um, uh, they the, the cult will destroy you if you disagree. Try to leave it. Try to leave mm-hmm. or or even just disagree.
4: Yeah, right. Yes.
0: Um. Okay. So I think that's a pretty good. Now, can you make the case that the Democrats have become a cult?
4: Oh, I think so. And a frightening one. I I, I think it's critical now that the Democrats never win the presidency again. Not just this, this next election in 2020. I think ever again. You know, Bernie Sanders keeps bragging that... He was considered extremist in 2016. He was an extremist. Uh, all his viewpoints were so extreme. Now he's mainstream because everybody accept No, that's how extreme the Democrats have become. Yeah. So I
0: just want to I just want you to know that Van Jones, Van Jones think of this America. Van Jones is now considered an outsider because he's not extreme enough. This revolutionary communist. Right. right is not extreme enough. He was the guy who said, you know, green is the new red. He was a full fledged Marxist. He was a Mm -hmm. communist at one point. Admitted. Okay. Admitted communist at one point. He's now not extreme enough. He was a terrifying uh, extremist when he was in the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. Now he's
4: rejected by the Democrats. That's how extreme they've become. Right. That's how radical they are. Right. And I I get so irritated when I hear some of the uh, media saying that the Republicans are trying to paint the Democrats into being socialists. And that's what they're going to hammer for the next two years. Well, they're admitted. They're admitted. Look at them. Listen to them. They've admitted it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren stood up for 80 minutes the other day and proposed about $150 trillion in spending. I mean, everything from not just universal college education, but universal pre-K, universal pre-pre-K. Uh, cradle to death. Cradle to death. The health care, slave reparations. I, I, the slave reparations alone are supposed to cost upwards of $14 trillion. So here's here's uh, Warren. You know anybody who thinks
0: no, 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 these guys are not extreme. Uh, here's Elizabeth Warren uh, on healthcare and what she plans on doing to the free market system in healthcare. Listen to this:
2: the center is about making sure that every single person in this country gets the coverage they need and that it's at a price that they can afford we start with our values we'll get to the right place so theoretically
3: though there could be a a role for private insurance companies
2: under president or there could be there could be a temporary role even bernie's plan has a runway before it gets there because it's a Look, it's a big and complex system, and mm-hmm. we've got to make sure that we land this in a way that doesn't do any harm.
0: So she's Everybody talking about the end stay. of the free market, just landing it in a safe way. Well, good luck with that. Now, what she's just proposed, how extreme is that, Stu? I mean, it was extreme enough
3: that in 2013, Bernie Sanders uh, proposed a Medicare for All system and he got zero co-sponsors. Mm-hmm. And Medicare for All at the time was, de- you know, I, uh, theoretically designed as a, uh, something you would opt into. You'd have a possibility to get Medicare if you wanted it. Um, now it's gone beyond that to a place where we've eliminated private insurance. This is something that in 2005, the Canadian Supreme Court rejected as unconstitutional. The Canadian Supreme Court said, no, you can't eliminate people from having private insurance because access to a waiting list is not access to
0: health care. Wow. So the Canadian system is mm. less radical than what they're proposing. That is nuts. Ah, that's that's happened, crazy. That's happened now in two years. Think and, of where they will be in mm. another two years. Think if they win the House, the Senate and the White House. With the Uh with this kind of rhetoric, catastrophe, if even if the economy tubes Mm -hmm. and Donald Trump is like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think you actually had the film of me and Vladimir Putin making sweet, tender love. (laughs) Even if that stuff happens, they would they would take and sweep House, Senate and the White House, Mm -hmm. and they would claim that the American people wanted this. It wouldn't be a rejection of Donald Trump. Uh, That's what you have to understand. Democrats may be saying, I just can't vote for Donald Trump. Right. I got it. But what are you voting
4: for? This is the most important election to ask, what are you voting for? No question. Because keep in mind, not only is it all the socialism, it's eliminating ICE, which most of them want to do. It's also eliminating the electoral college, Mm -hmm. which completely changes this nation. It's It's an embrace
0: of CARES values.
4: Yeah.
3: Packing the Supreme Court. Packing the Supreme Court. Medicare for all, single payer. uh, Abolition Mm. of private insurance. Wealth tax. Green New Deal. uh, $15 minimum wage or more from some candidates. Free college tuition. uh, 70% marginal tax rate. Uh, Warren has the wealth tax, which is up there as well. Uh, Reparations. uh, Let's see. These are... These are... I mean... All, almost all of them are unconstitutional. I mean, the assault almost weapons ban to the Australia situation to maybe banning all semi-automatic weapons, federally mandated paid family and sick leave, universal basic income, uh, national legalization of marijuana, if that's something you're worried about, net neutrality is another one that will come back, certainly. And and you know, the, the one marijuana thing,
4: deal's over. Yeah. I oh, think that's over. Lost that the, the,
0: the other thing that is really disturbing to me is... Um, You're looking at this now and you're you're seeing the trouble with Google and Facebook and everything else. Well, they're not in bed with the government. But if you get this extreme government in, the government will want that technology. And whether it's because they'll say, we're going to break you up unless you partner with us or uh, look, we'll give you this and this. You know, so you have more information, you know, more access to things. But we need you to work with us to help keep control of the population that is coming. That's coming. And it's going to come, I think, under the GOP or the Democrats. But Silicon Valley will not be wanting to work with the C- with the GOP. So it automatically slows it down. Then you also have people in the party that also don't want it. Massey, uh, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, all those people in the Republicans that don't want it and know that that would be a very bad thing. In the Democratic Party, you don't have anybody standing up against that. They're all fine with that because it's on their side. Mm -hmm. I think, too, an underrated part of their sort of extreme agenda right now is and
3: several candidates have already proposed this and supported it is if they do get control of these things they'll end the senate filibuster on laws oh yeah and once that happens because i mean you might think oh well they have you know maybe they can get to 53 54 maybe 55 senators in democratic control if they have a big win it's possible but i mean 50 plus one yeah all they need is 50 all they need is 50 plus the presidency
4: that's what they're going to do
3: and they will get rid of that senate filibuster as well
4: that's what they're going to do it is critical they don't win yeah it is critical they don't win I, I think they you know any one of those proposals from Medicare for all to uh you know ending the electoral college could alter the country to a point where we don't recognize it anymore
0: so I said, and this made big news i guess um I said on Hannity last uh <laughs> what monday uh that uh the, the we are looking at the destruction of our country and the and the America that we know will be over. If they win. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, I don't think, I think there's any way. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. I think
4: we are that close. Yeah, it's it's frightening. Yeah, it, it it should send a chill down anybody's spine who believes in America as it was founded. We are at our last call and I uh, and I. Sean said to me,
0: uh, so what's the antidote? Well, here's the antidote. Here's the antidote. In the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln lost, uh, I think, every battle up until about the middle of it. In the middle of the Civil War, he decided this is about slavery. There's just no ifs, ands, and buts about it. This is about slavery, and we as a nation must repent. We have to have a day of fast prayer and humiliation. From that day forward, we won every battle except, I think, one, maybe two, and we Mm -hmm. won the Civil War because it was clear this was about something bigger than just saving the United States. This was a moral duty, and we as a people bowed our head and said, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. We need a day of peace. Fast prayer and humiliation just like we had in the civil war we need to turn our face back to god and say forget about everybody else and everybody else's sins we need to say lord we are sorry we didn't stand up for the unborn and now look at where we are we didn't stand up we didn't do this but we are on your side we're not asking you to be on our side we will be on your side. Please forgive us and protect us. That would save us. That would save us. Mm-hmm. But I truly believe that may be, I I think it is, the only thing that will save us. We have gone mm-hmm. so far off the ledge and, and into insanity. There's no, I don't think there's anything else that will work. We must have a day of fast and prayer and humiliation and 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 beg for forgiveness as a country and be willing to take the lumps as as Abraham Lincoln said if God desires that all of the gold and all of the treasure is all just uh, heaped up and lost so be it Mm -hmm. if every piece every drop of blood from the lash is taken by a sword so be it and he was right and we have to be in that position Whatever you want, that's fine. We will deal with it. Whatever you think is just, please forgive us. We need you now more than ever. Thanks, Pat. Simply Safe is our sponsor this half hour. The run-up to this next election is going to be insane. 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 In typical fashion the socialists and progressives are going to be spouting envy and uh inequality and if you don't have a security system maybe it's time simply safe is 100% committed to helping you f- fear less at home I just saw this special done by uh, KOMO news in Seattle I saw it uh, yesterday a friend sent it to me and I'm just I'm ashamed at what Seattle has become it, it was a beautiful beautiful city And this uh, documentary on Como News was uh, Seattle is dying and you watch it and the burglary rates are only second to uh, San Francisco. I mean, it's much worse than it is in Chicago or in Washington, D.C. It's horrible. And that's going to happen. The more we get into socialist and 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 this crazy notion of how to run our country like they're running San Francisco, running Seattle, the worse it's going to get. Please check out simply safe now. It will protect your home with 24 seven security, no hidden fees, no contracts, this is the fastest growing home security company in the nation. Visit simplysafebeck.com. Get my 10% discount right now at simplysafebeck.com. That's free shipping, free returns, and 10% off at simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn
2: Beck program.
0: Welcome to the uh, program. I want to I want play a couple pieces from uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Here she is on capitalism. Listen to this.
1: Capitalism, is, an, to me, is it's an ideology of capital. It means that we seek and prioritize profit and the accumulation of money above all else, and we seek it at any human and environmental cost. And to me, that ideology is not sustainable and cannot be redeemed.
0: Okay. So there she is. It's very, very clear. Yesterday, the guy who joined Bernie Sanders as his chief advisor and, and uh, speech writer is a guy who used to write for The Atlantic, and we're going to go into this a little bit later. Uh, but he used to write for The Atlantic, and one of the articles he wrote was the new socialist utopia of Hugo Chavez and how great this this uh, uh, the Hugo Chavez socialism really was. Uh, so those are the people that you have coming at you. They're not looking at... Uh, you know, eating around the sides and changing this a little bit. It's a fundamental transformation. And what's frightening is if you listen to what uh, Ocasio-Cortez said in a hearing, and we'll get into this later, she said in a Senate hearing recently, she was asking Wells Fargo, you know, why shouldn't you be held responsible for, you know, an oil spill? Because, you know, you'll write a loan to Exxon or to these pipeline companies. And they're like, because— we didn't design it, we we don't run it, we loan the money. Yeah, but shouldn't we hold you responsible as well so you think better the second time? This is really critical. Because if they can't collapse it, they will scare the financial markets. You will not be able to get a loan, do business, you will not be able to be heard online because they will share this, scare these companies and say we're going to have to put some more regulation on you unless you stop doing business with oil companies or conservatives, whatever it is.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Let me tell you about American financing. American financing, when you're buying your first, your next, your forever home, you're making the right investment. So when it comes to home financing, look at the interest rates, look at who you're doing business with home ownership is attainable. It takes the right key. And the key to your dream home really is American Financing. They are family-owned national mortgage banker with salary-based mortgage consultant. They're known for custom and low-rate home loans and some of the fastest closings in the industry. They're strong, they're reputable, and they work for you. I want you to go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call them at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net.
1: The Fusion of Entertainment and Enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck Program.
0: We are now seeing the fulfillment of what I talked about years ago, that the anarchists, the socialists, and the Islamists would work together to destabilize the West, the anarchists, Portland, Antifa, the college riots, uh, the socialists, the democratic socialists of America, the avowed socialists and people who say they want to end the free market that are all running for president as Democrats. And I would include the Nazis in this. Nazis are national socialists. They're not on the right. They don't agree with the Constitution. They don't agree with uh, the free market. They're socialists. And the Islamists. The Muslim Brotherhood. CARE, which is a sister organization of the Muslim Brotherhood and Hamas. It is the propaganda arm. That's what it was designed to be. Well, they're in Congress now. And they have some real supporters, or are they the ones really supporting these Congress people? We get to that with, a, with an in-depth look at Elon Omar. She's the latest Congresswoman from Minnesota. Who is she? We're going to talk to the guy, one of the only guys who have done deep digging on her, and it's pretty remarkable at what you can find when you look.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: All right. Your genes say a lot about your health um, and your heritage at 23andme.com slash Beck. I, I did this with my whole family. It is so great. You really need to do this. It's fun, and it will lead you on a new search for health and for history. Did you see the, this incredible
3: story about... People who got on Twenty Three and Me and they did their tests and they, you know, you, there's an option if you want to say, "Hey, I want other people to discover me if they're yes, relatives." Yes, of yes, me. yes, yes. Um, so people looked and found half brothers and half sisters. Yeah, all over the country, and realized they tracked it back. It took you know years to figure out what was going on, but there was a uh, a doctor at one of these insemination clinics who was using his own goods. To uh, instead of getting donations, so he had fathered like dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of children.
0: Ick, how yeah, how weird is that? Yeah,
3: so they actually found him. They they confronted him with it, and they, they were trying to find a situation where they could uh, where they could you know put him in prison. But you know at the time, I mean it was a long time ago, so the rules were unclear, and he wound up I think because he lied, getting in a little bit of trouble. But they actually were able to find dozens of of real close
0: family members by blood just by doing this test it's incredible it's really amazing what twenty three and me they they do have this option and it is an option um, of seeing the people that you're related to uh and and it, showing other people that you're related like you don't have to you don't have to volunteer that information no you don't the, have yeah, to volunteer right. you can see all the people who are on saying yeah I don't mind having my picture and my name up you can see and it's just hundreds of people uh that you're related to um and you can just browse or you can announce hey i'm here i'm I'm looking for family members it's it's really incredible 23andme.com slash beck do it now take this journey with me 23andme.com slash beck David Steinberg is the New York City editor of PJ Media. He joins me now. He is a guy who uh is uh has done real homework and one of the few that have that have actually pursued uh Elon Omar's history. And it's kind of complex, and I I wanted to bring David on to take us through it. David, how are you?
6: Glenn, Glenn, thanks for bringing me on here. You, you know, uh You're the first national program. I've been on this story in almost a year. You're the first person who decided to uh, give this some attention nationally. I've done some local radio. But, again, I've been putting this out there with verified facts. I've been putting out, uh, you know, court documents. I've been putting out social media posts. Everything that could be confirmed by, by listeners themselves. You're the first person to bring me on. So I really
7: appreciate that. Uh, David,
0: I appreciate the hard work that you did. I know the stress that you and your family uh, have to be under because you are exposing something that, if you are right, uh, is is game-changing. I think truly, truly game-changing. Uh, let's take through t- take take everybody through the facts on this. Started as kind of a blog post, kind of rumor. Then then was it Reuters or Associated Press? I think got involved, and they couldn't verify nor could they deny. They they said, really, it's up to her. We've got to have these documents. This all seems buttoned up. Tell me this story.
6: Well, this actually goes back at least two years. Uh, there's a a local conservative website, Powerline.com, up in Minnesota, run by Scott Johnson, He's fantastic. He's been at this for 15 years. He found uh, a a post on an anonymous post on a Somali message board, right after Ilhan Omar first won election to the state to a state representative seat in Minnesota in 2016 like two days after she won election, he finds this post uh, basically spilling all the beans that she married her brother in 2009 and likely did it for some, some fraudulent purposes. It certainly was not a, a real marriage. It wasn't uh, disturbing in that nature, but it looks like it could be for immigration purposes. It looked like it could be for tax purposes, whatever it was, and right away, there was quite a bit of information that, uh, that Scott was able to publish. He had pictures, uh, he had, and these were all time-stamped pictures. Uh, he had uh, witness statements, and he did a little digging, and just going to the courthouse, he found out that she did indeed marry this person just for two years, and she had a, uh, a live-at-home common-law husband during that entire period who she had been married to uh, for seven years prior and had two kids with. And so, she was, so
0: she's at least would be a bigamist.
6: At least she would be a bigamist. Uh, okay. Correct. Now what she originally said, and this is important because the media was, was thrilled to be able to say, this is our first Muslim woman in a hijab. And she's a refugee from war. She's everything Donald Trump hates. Mm-hmm. This was in 2016, so she was elected the same night Donald Trump was elected. They were thrilled to have that image, and yet just a couple of days later, they have this other story that uh, would would certainly destroy all of that. So, what they did was Ilan Omar released a statement cleared up nothing, addressed none of the evidence, but simply said, I had my first husband, who I'd been married to for seven years. We drifted apart. I married this second person around 2009. We divorced. Um, we separated in 2011, and I got back with my original husband. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Now, Glenn, if you're, if you're a journalist, do you stop at that point? Uh, it, you that's what happened. They did stop at that point. Uh, They were completely satisfied with her explanation. And next two years, until 2018, there was virtually nothing uh, revisiting that original story. That's when I jumped in. I I jumped back into this in the run-up to the 2018 election. And I've been digging on it for almost a year now, and I've covered... I've uncovered what I believe is enough to put us far beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay,
0: so That's I want to get enough. in. I want to get into the the evidence because it's more than just. Do, do you have any idea yet on why she married may have married her brother?
6: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So we'll get into that here in a second. I want you to lay out the evidence. Um, And and lay out all of the other accusations, because it's not just this. And it's very, very disturbing if this is indeed true. Uh, And it's hard to get your hands on birth certificates, et cetera, et cetera. But um, there are other ways to be able to verify. And and we'll get into that with David Steinberg. He is the New York editor of PJ Media and a guy who has really done his work on this And this is an important story because this connects directly to care and what happened just a couple of weeks ago when uh, Elon Omar was uh, was not chastised by Nancy Pelosi. They are afraid of her for some reason. They are afraid of care. Joe Lieberman said this to me the other day, not about care, but that that the Democrats that he knows in Congress are afraid of the left well, that includes care, and they are very powerful and very dangerous. That's why I said David was a, a, a real hero today, because he is taking something on that might destroy him and his career. Uh it's, you know, if he gets it wrong, the consequences are really high. If he gets it right, they may even be higher. We'll go back to him in just a second. First, our sponsor of this half hour is X-Chair. This is the best chair you're ever going to sit on for work or, quite honestly, watching a movie. Uh, x chair eight four 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 x chair com. If you use that, you get $100 off and a free footrest. And this chair has so many different adjustments. It has great lumbar support. You're spending so much time in a chair. You're spending more time in a chair than you are uh, in bed, believe it or not. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of time. It's I mean, a lot of time.
4: Especially if
3: you work at home, I think it's a it's a great investment, right? Like you, yeah. You, you could sit there in a chair and actually be comfortable and not be miserable as you're right. going through your day. Uh, really comfortable. It, it, you could occasionally fall asleep in a meeting i'm not saying it's happened to me per se but like when glenn's in like a long rant about something he says is important (sighs) yeah i mean it's comfortable enough to fall asleep if that's what you wanted to do that's how i'll
0: put it it is really comfortable it's as comfortable as any recliner that i've ever sat in um and you can adjust it to fit your body and they make them in all all different fabrics um you know whatever your style is they have it uh, it's a great office chair and also all different price ranges right now you can go to xchairbeck.com you'll get a hundred dollars off if you use the uh, promo code beck you're also going to get the free foot rest. call 844-4-X-CHAIR do your own homework i'm telling you these are great chairs 844-4-X-CHAIR xchairbeck.com. Ten seconds break for station id and then back with some evidence that something isn't right All right, David Steinberg, um, tell me, tell me now what you have found and the facts that uh, line everything up.
6: Well, it, there, there's so much here. I'd love to go over with you. Uh, so much evidence I've published. Here's here's the basics for your audience. Uh, back in 2003, this man named Ahmed N Elmi graduated from Arlington Senior High School in St. Paul, Minnesota. While he was attending that school, he was living with a man named Nur-Said Mohammed. Nur-Said Mohammed is Ilhan Omar's father. Uh, So for the one year he was attending this school in Minnesota, his legal guardian was Ilhan Omar's father. Now, I don't have the school records yet. I can't uh, acquire those without a warrant, but I do have several witness statements placing him in that address saying that was his father. And I do have address records putting both of them in that address. Now, certainly uh, that that would be something that you would think a reporter would ask her about over this time. Mm -hmm. No one's asked her about it. Uh, most of what I've published has been ignored in, in the one or two times that she has been confronted by the media. Uh, a New York Times reporter uh, asked her a couple of questions. An AP reporter asked her a couple of questions. Nobody has brought up that. The second uh, bit of information I have showing that this marriage was fraudulent is that from 2009 to 2011, which is the extent of her marriage to Ahmed Elmi, Ilhan Omar was attending college at North Dakota State University. Also enrolled was Ahmed Elmi. Now, so shortly after she married this man, who appears to be her brother, they both enroll in the same college. I checked address records. Ilhan's first husband, who she has two kids with, also lived in the same address with Ilhan Omar and her brother-slash-husband during those two years she was attending North Dakota State University. She was living with two husbands at the same time and her two children. In
0: the same house?
6: In the same, Actually, in the same house one year and then in the same house the next year. They were all in the same two addresses. Actually, uh, her first husband, whom she has the two kids with, The records actually show she spent more time living with him during her marriage to to the second husband than she spent living with the second husband. And then as soon as she gets her degree in 2011, she heads back to Minnesota and according to her, her second marriage fell apart and she never spoke to him again. That's it. The extent of her marriage took place while they were both attending college.
0: Okay, now they, which is weird, because her kids and her husband are living in the same house. All right, so um, she claims that she never spoke to him again, and she claimed that in uh, in court uh, for
6: the divorce, correct? She did not divorce Ahmed Elmi, her 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 brother, until 2017. Uh, when this became a liability for, uh, running, for <clears throat> running for a federal office. So that occurred early in 2017. She filled out a form saying she had not spoken to him since 2011. She had no idea of where to find him. She had no contact with him, with any relatives. She said she had tried to search for him online with social media Every single question she answered on that form is a provable lie, a provable instance of perjury. Uh, there's nine, nine instances of perjury just on this one form she signed for the divorce. Because all over her social media, she is having contact with Ahmed Elmi from 2011 to 2015. Not only is she having contact with him, She literally was posting pictures of her having physical contact with them. They're they're hugging, taking photos of each other in London in 2015. And uh, Ahmed Elmi, we got in touch with him back in 2016. He admits being the person in the photo, but says he was just at some event. He doesn't know who the woman standing next to him is. He admits he admits. That, uh, you know, he had a wild night in London mm-hmm. uh, with, with this woman who uh, he can't identify, but happened to marry a man with his exact same first name and two middle names and last name. Now, I, I did actually bother to, to do the uh, homework to rule out if there was anybody else with, named Ahmed Nur Said Elmi. There is not. There was nobody else alive around his age with that name in either England or the United States. So uh, for, for what he said to be true, that he did not know her, there has to be a second person, but there simply no records of one.
0: Now, when you say it's her brother... Are you saying because you can't get the birth certificates because she said that her birth certificates were lost in the Civil War in Somalia, which is reasonable to believe? Are you saying that this is a brother or like I have a guy I refer to as my brother. We've known each other since we were kids. He lived with us. You know, he was practically raised by my parents, but he's not my brother. Um, But I consider him my brother. Is that the kind of brother you think this is or is this an actual blood brother?
6: You know, I am unable to determine if this is a blood brother. No one's going to be able to determine that without a test. However, I—it it is clear to me from what I've published and from information I have not published yet. I, I did share some of that with you, Glenn, earlier. Yeah. I'm getting that confirmed by, by our attorneys over here, and I'll publish it as soon as I can. But the the government of London and the government of the United States certainly was told that this person was her brother on several occasions. So whether or not this is a blood brother, he was either adopted, he was a half brother, he was her full brother.
0: And why would she do this? What do you think the motive is? Why would she do this?
6: That's interesting. Uh, Some people have been bringing up the fact that they believe it's immigration fraud. I don't think that's the case. Again, because this happened in 2009 and months later, both of them were attending college, I believe this was about student loan fraud. Uh, She was living in public housing at the time. He had just graduated from a pretty rundown a pretty rundown high school. He didn't have much money, and I haven't found any records of him working anything but uh, manual labor at the time. But if they got married and they apply for student loans, they become independent. So their parents' income is no longer included on their application. So they would immediately, well, first of all, he he might he was going to be paying the, the out-of-country, out-of-state rates otherwise.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: So it certainly was a boon for him. And both of them, their parents were cut out of the picture, and they had nothing to their names at the time. So their student loan rates would have been fantastic. Now, uh, the idea that uh, we're going to throw someone into jail over cheating on student loans, it might sound like it's not going to happen, but the, the laws for fraud on a FASTA form are incredibly, incredibly serious. Uh, yeah. Each instance, each instance of of perjury can can lead to a felony and five years of jail. All
0: right, David, I want to have you back when you have some more information because there's it's a lot deeper than just this. As if this isn't bad enough, David Steinberg, thank you so much. Back in a minute.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Spring is here. Perfect time to take small steps to re-energize yourself and refresh your home. Blinds.com knows the thing um, about rejuvenation and making your home look great. 23 years online and 15 million windows covered. Blinds.com is America's top choice now for custom-made-to-order window coverings. They have high-quality, affordable window coverings for whatever look you're going for, and they make the entire process fast and easy. Whether you're looking for energy efficiency, you recently moved, or you want to just rejuvenate the look of your house, maybe you're selling. Blinds.com makes the entire experience a breeze. Plus, every order gets free samples, free shipping, free online design consultations, and 100% satisfaction is guaranteed. I want you to go to blinds.com and use the promo code Beck. Now through March 26, you're gonna get an extra 5% off their already huge site-wide spring savings. Promo code Beck. Alright, that was a lot of information. Uh tough to follow. Go back and listen to the podcast today. Get the whole
3: story. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Mary, the child you bear will become the greatest of
0: men. From the network that brought you the Bible.
2: There has been talk about Jesus. They say
5: he's healing the sick. Comes the life of Jesus Christ. It's preaching is what concerns me. He's helping people. From those who knew him best. We are his followers. We've seen him do wondrous things. I am the resurrection and the life.
0: Jesus. His life. Monday at 8 on History. Arthur Herman is uh, is one of my favorite authors, one of my favorite historians. Um, He's a senior fellow at the Hudson Institute. He also uh, is has been consulting a bit with um, uh, the Pentagon and others on our national security because he has written so much about how we've done it before. The question is, can we do it again? Um, He's written a um, an essay that is out, and and probably not a lot of people have read it, and they should, America's STEM crisis threatens our national security. Welcome to the program, uh, Arthur. How are you? Hey,
7: it's a pleasure to be back here, Glenn. How are you?
0: Good. So, Arthur, I, you know, I, I, I'm i very concerned about the 5G uh, dilemma that we're in. Uh, it doesn't right. look like our allies are going to go along with uh, Donald Trump, and, and I think part of that reason is because... Uh, we don't have a real viable solution they're way ahead of us on this um, also uh, between more couldn't agree more, uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, between 5g and asi uh, or ai and agi uh, i think and i'd like to hear your opinion i think this is the most important national security crisis since Maybe Star Wars with Ronald Reagan, uh, and uh, and if not, it might be as big as the need of a Manhattan Project
7: in World War II. It could be the other comparison, historical comparison, which I point to in my essay that you referred to uh, and very generously mentioned is uh, the Sputnik uh, yes. and the advent of Sputnik, when the United States realized it couldn't be complacent anymore about oh we'll get there eventually because there was a competitor who had found a way to get there first. And the implications from, not just in terms of, you know, getting the first one on the moon, but the implications for uh, strategic advantage, the possibility of nuclear weapons in space, suddenly galvanized American energies and got the government and its leading research and university institutions focused on, we have to change course and we have to really speed up the development of where we want, where we are now, to where we need to be in order to keep up with a competitor. So, and I don't think, I think that the 5G, you're absolutely right, 5G is it is a moment that could be in some ways existential for America's uh, in information technology and high tech, mm-hmm. but because... You know, DOD and our friends at the Pentagon uh, have trouble getting their minds around it because this is different from your usual military threat, the way your mm-hmm. weapons were, uh, the way even even SDI was conceived of, was dealing with a real
4: mm-hmm.
7: military threat that they could isolate and, and talk about discreetly in the ways in which they were trained to do. And 5G represents, as does AI and as does quantum, representing a bold new frontier and it's really hard for our leading government agencies to to come to grips with it and that's what i'm trying to do at my end and this essay that we are talking about is sort of one piece of getting that puzzle together and getting us ready for what we need to do so
0: let me go back to the essay first real quick on something and then i want to talk to you about stem um sure. th- uh, you mentioned quantum you just mentioned it there how close are we to co- quantum computing
7: well we already have quantum computers they can solve uh, certain kinds of discrete problems, ones that are really suited for the way in which quantum computers uh, do the numbers and make uh, make calculations. And, again, the issue is not that they go faster. It's that they can, are able to skip steps because of the physics underlying right. how computers, com- quantum computers work. Um, but the problems they deal with are fairly elementary. They're designed... To be solved by quantum computers is right, right. a kind of lab experiment. Right. The quantum computer that everybody worries about, rightly, <laughs> and that keeps me awake at night from time to time, and when I think about where we could be if we lose that race, is the one that could uh, have the capacity of uh, decrypting public encryption systems. And I've written about the challenge that it in the consequences of not dealing with that threat, of not preparing for Q Day, as I call it. Uh, and for not winning that quantum race. I would say the the timeline is steadily shrinking, Glenn. Uh, it, for a while, I think people thought, oh, this is out there decades away. Um, I was at a conference in Krakow, Poland on cybersecurity, and there was a scientist there saying, oh, this is going to be decades away. I think most people recognize now we're talking five to 10 years out. And the big question is not just when it comes, Glenn, but who gets it first? Correct. We need to be there. We need to be there first.
0: All right. So in your essay, uh, and this is how it relates to the average person. I remember growing up, I was born in 64, so I came towards, you know, I, I don't remember Sputnik or anything. Else, I do remember the moon landing just barely, but I do remember the moon landing. But here's the thing: I remember as a child, every boy my age wanted to be an astronaut. Everyone wanted to work for NASA. Everybody wanted to work on rockets, and that was that was something that was really pushed. Being you know, starting at Sputnik, they really the the the, uh, government knew we are going to be left in the dust unless we ignite the imaginations of of children
7: yeah and and it worked didn't it i mean it uh, did you had a you had a whole cultural uh, shift that emphasized going to space the glamour of engineering, of aerospace. Okay, maybe you couldn't go to the moon, but you know what? Maybe you could fly at, at altitudes no one had ever flown before. You know, pl- things like the U-2 caught people's imaginations. And I think, frankly, Glenn, I think we can do that again. I think when you, when you talk to people, or even kids, about quantum computers, and about quantum physics, and you use terms like teleportation, in terms of quantum entanglement, when you talk about time crystals, where you're actually able to, using the right materials, freeze time so that the entanglement between qubits lasts longer to increase the uh, the, the calculations that you can you can manage in these nanoseconds of, of of linkage between quantum events. When you talk, the eyes light up. I mean, it's it sounds like so fascinating and so cool, but. We're not there, and our school system isn't there. And you and I have had discussions, and we understand what a disaster our school systems have been. And, and now it, it, it's, the universities and the colleges have not been much better. But we have the opportunity with these advanced technologies to really uh, touch on the inner geek for kids in a way that, hasn't been possible before. And I, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm hoping that we can find the right kinds of partners who can go and say, let's get some programs together. Let's look at the best practices models, look at the ways in which countries like Taiwan and South Korea and Norway and Great Britain have been able to foster strong science and engineering um, uh, programs for their young people. And let's think about ways in which this could be a new American, a new American renaissance in terms, of, in terms of science, in terms of technology. And this isn't just a good idea. <laughs> it's become, it's become a, an issue of, of national and, and economic security of such weight and moment that if we don't get started now, I really worry about, worry about what's going to happen over the next, over the next couple of decades. We're going to have such a shortfall of Americans who know how to do stuff, that it's, it's besides, you know, work as, as barista at Starbucks uh, that, that I think we're uh, that, that even even private companies that uh, and companies like Google and even Facebook understand that they're going to have a real workforce problem and a research problem if we don't address these
0: issues. Well, we already are. I mean, uh, I, I know um, it's it's not out in the uh, in the um, in the public. But I do know that there are people that have been offered uh, large sums of money uh, from China to be able to even work over here uh, and and stay here. But the China is throwing money uh, at American mines to bring them over or have them work for, for them over here. And you have the opposite problem here the government isn't doing much and the the uh you know the giant corporations don't really want to work for america
7: no and and you've got to find ways to incentivize them to do that and one of the ways in which to do that i believe is through making them partners in dealing with this high tech stem crisis and make them realize look uh, this is an issue which is not just about national security. Assuming you care about that, and I think a lot of them do actually. I think I think the uh, I think the globalist agenda that that they have embraced over the last couple of decades it it it's actually wears thin uh, when confronted. In a, in a in a really serious way with what happens if America does lose out on its competitive advantage with a challenger like China. They all understand that. China's not going to be a, the next big market for them. It's going to be the next big uh, competitor for them and what they're trying to do. But what you have is a moment in which you can say, look, your workforce, your future as companies, as innovative companies in what you do best is going to be, is going to be in serious jeopardy, as will our national security, if we don't have more Americans excited about science, excited about engineering. And you know what, Glenn? There's a secret aspect of this, which I didn't – I mean, I talk about the implications of this for high-tech STEM, but if we can get American colleges and universities get their heads straight about what's happening to them with the the brain drain to China – uh, the, the way in which they are training future competitors to get them focused on, on having strong programs in science and engineering and mathematics, we can start to open the door for other kinds of reforms in colleges and universities. And I really believe that, that there's ways in which everything that we've deplored about universities and colleges of becoming basically Marxist training grounds. Uh, and leaving our kids culturally and intellectually deprived as part of that leftist agenda, we can begin to make inroads at that end by driving this wedge with regard to you have a task and responsibility to America to make us and make our kids prepared for the future. And it starts with science and engineering, but you know what? It, the next step will be in areas like history, the next step will be uh, in areas like philosophy. And serious understanding of our world and of America's unique place in that. So there's a lot at stake here, I think, that go that even even if you look beyond the question of science and engineering as part of our national and economic security, there is an aspect of this that has to do with saving what's left of the Western cultural legacy, that I think is also can also come into play here and I know that's something that you and I have thought about and pondered and worried about for a long time. And I see this as one way to start start changing The direction and the momentum on those issues,
0: Arthur. I've only got about a minute left, and I have to ask you a question off topic. Um, Yesterday, I was doing a a thing on on history and how we've lost history, and I think it. And I I can't remember, but I'm pretty close to these numbers. Out of like the seventy seven major universities in America, if you go and take and you want to be a history major, you do not have to take one single semester or one course on American history. Um, And 69 of those, uh, I don't think even teach American history or maybe it's 69 out of the 77. You don't have to take any American history at all. And I wanted to know, how do you understand history with an exception of ancient history? How do you understand history at all without
7: including America? It's 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 baffling, and I'll bet if you dig even deeper than that, and I know this was the case even a couple of decades ago, if you wanted to major in American history, at at top level schools like Yale, like Harvard, you never had to take a course in the American Revolution. It wasn't a requirement. It's crazy. Uh, so, and how do you understand American history without understanding that pivotal moment? Uh, and, and 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 the birth of the of America and of the principles that animate it, yeah with it there's a lot of very serious work there's a lot of corruption that intellectual as well as moral corruption that underlies this. What we can do here is begin to sort of change the debate and the discussion about what universities' responsibilities are, and that includes uh, science and engineering, but I think it will also include history. I always say. My concluding remark to Glenn is if you want a quiet life don't study history.
4: <laughs> You're exactly it right.
7: Is, it is filled with challenges yep. and paradoxes yep. and complexities. And getting kids away from understanding the true nature of American history and the real dimensions of the past is one of the ways in which yep. universities and the left have, have left our kids culturally adrift. Uh,
0: Arthur Herman, uh, the author of Freedom Forge, which Freedom's Forge is one of the best books uh, that you can read. Gandhi's Churchill, also another one that is so fascinating timely right now but it was written in 97 the idea of decline in western history a must read from arthur herman thank you so much arthur i appreciate it all right let me take a uh, a quick break here tell you about filter by. i know nothing about how to maintain my home i really nothing i think that's why tanya is a big fan of filter by. Uh, a bigger fan than i am you, we just uh, we just ordered filter by a few months ago and like magic bing the filters show up when they're supposed to whoa what's that and they just show up and all you have to do is just pop them in throw the old ones away and then you don't have to worry about it you're not stressing out your HVAC system you're breathing clean air and you don't have to run to home Depot you don't have to be reminded about nothing it just shows up the only thing they don't do is put it in for you oh. If they can't do that, well, it's made here in America um, that you get a great uh, price on it, a great discount. You even get a 5% discount if you order, like I do, uh, just order to have them show up at your house. It is absolutely fantastic. This is the kind of service that you're really looking for. This is the modern kind of service where you order once and you forget about it. Filterbuy.com. Get your filters changed, get them changed, and get the right filters in them with Filterbuy.com. That's Filterbuy.com.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: Stu, let me ask you a question. Um, the the four hundred and twenty six point five million dollar contract. How much does he lose if he just doesn't show up? <laughs> Mike Trout. Yeah. If he doesn't show up, I think he'd lose four hundred and twenty six. No, or... I mean he's got work for a little while, but then he just starts to fake it. If he injury, gets injured, like, oh, oh, he gets it. it's all fully guaranteed. Oh my gosh, I would injure myself on the first day. <laughs> Am I alone in
1: this? <laughs> you're listening to Glenn Beck
0: Stu just told a just a horrible story about a guy who lost his house he was an immigrant Stu Yes, he came here, I think, gosh, in the 90s, 90s, yeah. and, and make, made a life for himself and got married and got a house and everything else. Then his wife dies of cancer. He loses his job. He's having to you know turn off all the lights so he doesn't use electricity because he can't find another job. In the end, somebody steals his home with, with home title fraud. I mean, it's just a
3: horrible story, right? And and you know, once that happens, your life gets much much worse. Oh my gosh! Because now you got to deal with trying to dig yourself
0: out of. I'd love to talk to this guy. Yeah, just see if we get a hold of him. I'd love to talk to this yeah. guy. Uh, anyway, home title lock. That's not going to happen if if you have home title lock. They are the only ones that are watching over your title. If somebody tries to imagine. It wouldn't be such a tragic story uh, if he had home title lock. And they would have said, hey, somebody's trying to steal your home, and they would have caught him. Uh, it's home title lock. Sign up right now. Get a $100 search for your home. See if it's already been done to you. You just haven't caught up yet at home title lock That's home title lock dot com. Sign up now.
1: of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program
0: all right i you know you know how sometimes sometimes we're saying the same things have you ever been in an argument where you realize hang on i wait a minute hold on i think we're saying the same thing i think we're just using different language and you can get into the ballpark. Is that ever happening Yes, to you? all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that happens. And, and I want to give this the benefit of the doubt that maybe this is what's happening. And if it is happening, we can, we can find our way towards each other. If it's not happening, <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> we'll go there in one minute.
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program. First,
0: let me tell you how great I feel. Uh, I feel great today. I got up this morning. A relief factor was kicking in. I wasn't walking like I was hobbled when I get out of bed. You know, some days, some days the pain is so bad. My wife has to button my shirts or tie my shoes. And it is it's 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 the worst thing that's honestly it's the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with is having to ask my wife or God forbid somebody else to tie my shoes.
3: Maybe because it just feels like I, I can't, can't do a basic
0: thing here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't when you can't button your shirt, when you can't hold on to the button and push it through, you, it's like you're four. I
3: mean, I just want sort to of suggest that perhaps the reason you can't button your shirt might, might no. There's be...
0: I know there is that reason, too. Okay. But I got new shirt. I got bigger shirts. <laughs> okay. OK, I got bigger shirts. Anyway, relief factor. Please try this. Just try it. My wife convinced me over a year ago. Honey, what do you have to lose? And I'm like, it's not going to work. It's all healthy. It's all natural. There's no chemicals in it. How is it possibly going to work? It worked. It worked. It doesn't work for everybody. Only works on 70% of the people that try it. Be part of that 70%. Try it right now. Try it for three weeks. Take it every day. If you don't see any difference, stop taking it. It's relieffactor ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, or ReliefFactor.com. <laughs> okay, Stu, I want, you to, I want you to take us to this audio. Mm-hmm. I, to, I want to play this audio. You set it up, a- and then I, I want you to listen to it all, and then I'm going to come back and take it apart line by line, because maybe we're saying the same thing, just different language. You're being hopeful here. I'm being hopeful. I'm trying to be hopeful. Okay, this is a singer, Sam Smith. Are you familiar with
3: Sam? All of his hits. All of his hits. I don't know right. any of them. I'm sure I you love. I'm him sure you love him and though. his orchestra and all of the things he's accomplished. Yes. in his life, super uh, super classic. So he's doing an Instagram uh, an interview on Instagram mm-hmm. with uh, an actress, Jamila Jamil. I and love again,
0: Jamila and all of her hit movie, movie, TV, TV, all of her all appearances. Of her thing, I love whatever she's on
3: stage, screen doesn't matter. Love it anywhere she happens to appear at any given time. Is I'm something you're a fan of, just I'm like there. anytime Sam Smith sings or dances or knits, uh, crochet, macrame. When he's
0: singing, whatever his he does, country or. Mm-hmm. R and B rap, songs, Raps,
3: I death love metal, whatever love it is. It. Whatever it is, I love it. All right, we, we love it. All right. So he does. Uh, he has an interview, and he's talking about. <laughs> yes. He's talking about his gender. Now I say his gender inappropriately because that is apparently not the situation. I should not call it. No, not on this program. You can say it. His gender, and here's his commentary.
5: I. Recently was looking in reading stories about people who come out as genderqueer, non-binary, mm-hmm. and I've always had a bit of a war within my body and my mind about how... You define yourself. Yes, because I do think like a woman sometimes in my head, and I've sometimes sat there and, and questioned, do I want a sex change? And it's something that I still think about, like, do I want to? But I don't think it is. When I saw the, the word non-binary, genderqueer, and I read into it and I heard these people speaking, I was like, F- that is me. Would you explain what that means to you, non-binary? To non-binary genderqueer is that you do not identify in a gender. You are just you. You are a mixture of all different things. You're mm-hmm. your own special creation. That's how, that's how I take it. It's not, I'm not male or female. I think I, I float somewhere in between. Okay.
0: <laughs> Got that? Now we could, we could go for days on that. Just having fun on that. Um, we could get really angry about that and say, this is crazy. Blah, blah. Or we could say, hey, let's let's look at this here for a second. Um, start at the beginning and get ready to stop. Stop when I tell you. Here we go.
5: I recently was looking in reading stories about people who come out as genderqueer, non-binary. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a bit of a war within my body and my mind about how. You define yourself. Yes, because I do.
0: Who hasn't had a conflict in their mind of how they define themselves? I'm not necessarily talking about sexuality. I'll get into that in a second. How you define yourself.
3: Yeah, but like, give me some other choices other than...
0: Um, who you are, what you believe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe you were one way when you were a kid. Maybe you were a drug addict and you were defining yourself as an alcoholic. Yeah, right. Maybe just politically you were a liberal and then a conservative.
3: Right. Maybe uh, you yourself of outgoing and maybe
0: maybe you're really an introvert right right i mean have you ever have you ever had moments where you think i don't know how to define myself i am i am religious uh, or not people go through that struggle right i'm really religious and yet i'm pro-choice <laughs> you sure. Know, you know, I'm 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 part this, but I'm also part that. Yeah, I want to okay. be a good
3: f- f- a family member, a good dad, but I'm breaking this law that I'm not telling
0: someone. Okay, we don't have to. No. we don't. Ha- we don't have I'm to just- go to. Uh, you know, the, the crack uh, scenario with oh. uh, Cranston, or, you know, we don't have to go there. Oh, are we breaking back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Like, like, it's a good one. I'm a teacher.
3: All right. And I want to help my family with the cancer treatment. I got to cook a little meth and sell it to get there. Correct.
0: So I don't it's think we need conflict, to go there. But it, it, we have conflicts mm-hmm. in us. Okay. That is our life. We have conflicts in us. Things that don't match. Mm-hmm. That's life. Sure. Okay. Now, listen to what he says next.
5: Think like a woman sometimes in my head, and I've sometimes sat there and, and questioned, "Do I want a sex change?" Okay, and stop. It's a-
0: I'm going to go two two places here. Okay, first of all, sometimes I think like a woman. All right, what? Yeah, first place, what does that even mean? Mm. What does that even mean? Because I know women who you could hang out. I know women who make me blush. Because they are just so uh, gutter guyish, okay? You know what <laughs> sure, I mean? Yeah. Who were just who can swear up. Like the worst guy you can talk about sex and everything else. I know really, really sweet women who are quiet and like, would you just have like like, a little iced tea? Sure. And are just wonderful. I know women who live for their children and I know women who are like, I don't want any children. Yeah. So what is it that when you say, I think like a woman, what does that even mean? Thank you.
3: Because here's the thing. Women... Don't think like each other. They think like themselves. Yes, there are some commonalities, potentially, in a, in a general sense. You can say women enjoy certain things or think a certain way. But people are individuals. Wait you don't think up. like a gender. You can't. That's, that's what's amazing about this. And he said it there, too. It's like how I feel in my head. Ellen described it the same way. Being transgendered is, is just a feeling you have in your mind. Well, that's an interesting observation. It doesn't change your gender, though. It's just a, th- a thought you have. How you think in your mind is just you. It's how you think in your mind. You're not thinking like a gender. A gender. There, gender has nothing to do with thought.
0: So Tony Robbins, um, who I told you the other day, I was with this weekend and he 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 talked about um, he's very ill. He's very ill. Except you wouldn't know that. Okay. He mm-hmm. gets up every day. He's thrown up every day. He's got massive mercury poisoning. Um, and he has been struggling with this for a long time. But here's what he said. I built this Tony Robbins. Okay. The, the man I am today, I built it. And my body is a vehicle for carrying that man around. And I'm in charge. My body's not in charge. Okay. That is a healthy man right there his he i command my body to get up i mean he could barely do the things that he does Mm. he gets up and he's like i'm doing it go and he's he's understanding the conflict in him he was a fat dumpy lazy guy and he didn't want to be a fat lazy dumpy guy and so he did the things that he had to do to not be fat, dumpy, lazy, and broke. And he created that guy. Okay, He chose who he was going to be. So many of us don't choose who we're going to be. Life is a choice. Everything is a choice. We think that life happens to us. Oh, my gosh, this has happened to me. No. No, that, that, life doesn't just happen to you. You choose. You choose. How are you going to deal with the things that are happening? Yeah, and you can deal with them or not deal with That's them. That's empowering. That's
3: empowering. And we act like empowering now is you are the victim of this gender thing
0: that controls you. Right. You don't. Well, control That doesn't control about? you at all. Now let me let me say this. He also says, you know, I feel like a woman. Well, what does a woman feel like? Now I will tell you that I have been made fun of my whole life. Yes. My whole life, it's about 80% of my job is to make fun of you for being right. like a woman. Right. Uh, I cry a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Broadway shows. You know, I'm i am artsy. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm more of a woman than my wife is in some regards. Okay. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife and my daughter were the ones that are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's playing? Who's playing this week? Is there a game going on this weekend? <laughs> right, you know, you have no like, interest in sports whatsoever. None, zero. Don't care. Don't not interested. Okay. Does that mean I'm part woman? No, it just means that's who I am as an that's, individual. As an individual, a unique person, Correct. not defined by a gender. And we create who we're going to be, who we want to be. Mm-hmm. You can either life will create who you are. And you have to ask this question of yourself. Are you a product of everything that has happened to you in your life and all of the people who have been around you and who have defined you your whole life? Or are you the person you designed? I'm the person I designed. I'm the person that went through and I looked at all those conflicts and I said, wait a minute, take everything out. I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything because it was put into me by other people. So I'm going to find out what's true and what I believe. Put them in. And as you start putting those things in to build who you are, you start looking at them. And when they're in conflict, take everything back out. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. You can't live in internal conflict. So which are you? Most people just want to live in that internal conflict. So two things. One, society does tell you, well, you're like a girl. Get over it. Cares. The second thing is, if that's the way you feel, that means you're thinking like an individual. I don't fit into any category. Fine, you're an individual. And he goes on to actually explain that pretty well. And let's go there. When we come back, huh. take one minute break, and then we'll come back and finish this up. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Liberty Safe. The photos of the tornado uh, the tornado that ripped through uh, Alabama is... Uh, Just horrible. By the way, Mercury One could use your help on disaster relief. Let me just do this real quick here. Um, Because of the Missouri and Mississippi River basins that have just been devastated, Mercury One disaster relief partners, uh, City Impact, Operation Barbecue Relief and Operation Blessing are on the ground right now positioning to assist during this time of of flooding in the Midwest. It's expecting it's expecting to worsen. We need water, we need food. we need uh, your support as soon as it is safe and the waters receive, we will be there. We are already positioned there, so if you happen to be in that area, help is coming as soon as the waters recede, we are there. Uh, please hold all these people in your prayers and if you can help us, please just go to mercuryone dot org mercury dot org As we work to restore hope uh, in in times like these and and hope in our neighbors. So we're all in this together. Mercury one dot org. Okay, Liberty Safe. As I'm seeing these tornadoes, we've seen it with the California wildfires. We've seen it over and over again. Where a a tornado will roll through and everything's gone, except for the Liberty Safe that's been bolted to the ground. Right. Uh, We've seen them not bolted, picked up by a hurricane or a tornado, and dropped two blocks away. Still fine. Closed. Everything is in it. Everything is fine. It's crazy. Right. And I think it's
3: important to note that you can, you're not defined by the fact that you keep purses in InterSafe, too, that mm, protect them. I, you know, I don't think that define you as... No, I don't think that, that defines yeah. you. You could be an individual. Right. You could no, still not, love I'm, watching the, the videos no. of Liberty Safe somehow surviving giant concrete blocks being dropped on them from cranes yeah. and still store some, some nice handbags. No. I mean, I don't if think... If you're a woman, you could,
0: but... You know, no sensible guy would do that. Anyway, uh, it's libertysafe.com. Go there now, libertysafe.com. They're on sale now at your local Cabela's, and you can always find the latest promotions at libertysafe.com. So, Cabela's or libertysafe.com. We break for 10 seconds, then back. So playing this audio of Sam Smith, who says he's a non-gender, non-binary uh, individual. Whatever. Uh, let's let's listen to it again from the beginning. Get ready to stop it. Here we go.
5: I recently was looking in, reading stories about people who come out as genderqueer, non-binary. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a bit of a war within my body and my mind about how... You define yourself. Yes, because I do think like a woman sometimes in my head and I I've know sometimes that. sat there and, and questioned, do I want a sex change and it's something that I still think about like do I want to but I don't think it is when I saw the the word non-binary genderqueer and I read into it and I th- heard these people speaking I was like F- that is me would you explain what that means to you non-binary to non-binary you genderqueer is that you do not identify in a gender you are just you You are a mixture of all different things. You're Mm -hmm. your own special creation. That's how. Okay, Stop, 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 stop.
0: We don't need a new word for that. We don't need a new gender for that. That that, that doesn't make any sense. You're creating things that don't need to be created. He says non-binary means that you are just, you're a special person. You're, you're a special creation. You're, you're unique. Yes. That's called an individual. Yeah. All individuals are different. It's the fingerprints should have tipped you off on this. We are all different. And that means not just our bodies and our shapes and our opinions, but everything about us is different. We have this core of we're human beings. We're human beings. And that human body functions a certain way to procreate. It is still an animal But you have something special inside. You have, you can call it a a, a spirit, a soul. You can call it mind, whatever it is you want to call it. But that's what makes you, you, not your body. Your Hmm. body does not define you.
3: Yeah. And I mean, our criticism of this sort of line of thought is is gender based. So the one part of that I would certainly disagree with is I want to get a sex change because that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, You know, we can go into that, you know, another time, but the rest of that is just basic, not only just conservative thought, you're an individual, but it's religious thought, right? Like you are a, a special individual person. Every life matters. You're different. You're, you are not defined by collectivist notions, of gender and race and all of this. This is this is an individualist conservative and in many ways religious view. You are different because you are you. You're you're a different person. You, you don't fall into categories and you're not defined by them.
0: Right. And we make categories because people need to feel like they're part of something bigger okay. than themselves. We it, it is a it's human nature. This this comes from you know, millions of years of humans roaming the earth. And they realized, you know what? If we stick together, we'll be safe. So we're going to stick together as our own little clan here. And then if we're attacked, we all work together. And if somebody turns against the group, we have to ostracize them and get them out. Now, that doesn't happen when everybody is relaxed, when they feel safe. But the more unsafe they feel, the more tribal they become because you're either part of us or you're against us. That's very natural from just human existence. Mm -hmm. The problem is we are we are losing sight that we are part of something bigger. And it used to be we're Americans and instead of going bigger to a uh, 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 maybe even a better uh, deal, is we're all humans, we're all brothers and sisters. We've gone smaller, and we've gone smaller, and we've divided ourselves because people are afraid, and they're making you afraid. They're attacking you. Do you know that they're mm-hmm. attacking you? They, you know what? You elect these people, these people over here. Oh, well, they don't like you. They won't have anything to do with you. In fact, they want to round you up. They're bad, bad people. That's what we've been hearing right now. Our quality of life in the United States is the lowest ever recorded. When we say we're happy, you know, as Americans, I'm I'm generally happy. It's the lowest recorded right now. Really? Yeah. Why? No idea. Things are very good because we have we have spoken that into existence for the last 15 years, maybe 20 years we we went from hey we can't lose this this is special on 9-11 right directly to we're a bad country and we've been saying that for 15 to 20 years and we're starting to believe it we're starting to believe this is the greatest job economy in the last century do you feel that way do you feel that way this is the greatest prosperity the world has ever known do you feel that way Or do you feel poor? This is the spoken word working on all of us.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Social security numbers sell for about a buck on the dark web. So you lose your social security number. It's worth about a buck. Now, you have somebody access to somebody's medical records. That's up to a thousand bucks. Really? And the reason why Mm. is because it has everything about you. It has your place of birth. It has your social security number. It has your email addresses, has your credit card information, has your social security number, has absolutely everything. Plus, if there's everything in your, um, your medical records that can be used as blackmail, it's worth a lot of money. Now despite this there was a survey that was just done only 16% of healthcare providers have a fully functional cyber uh, cybersecurity program only 16% this is why there's LifeLock nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses but they will uncover the threats you might miss and then work to fix them 10% off your first year use promo code beck at lifelock.com lifelock.com promo code beck
3: Miss a minute of the show, missed a lot. You can always get the podcast, though. Uh, get it wherever podcasts are sold, uh, including iTunes. Get it now. Subscribe.
0: This is the Glenbeck Program. We've been talking about uh, truth and language, and, and S- uh, Sam Smith, he's a singer who has come out uh, and said, I'm non-binary gender because I think like a woman, which I don't even understand what that means. That's an <laughs> insult to women. They don't all think alike. Yeah, they all think alike. No, they, they don't all think alike. Not all men think alike. Not all people think alike. That's a good thing. Yeah. And 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 they're using this language to to basically say everybody's oppressed. No, no, you're oppressed when you
3: choose to be oppressed. Yeah, and he actually describes himself as a kind of a special mixture. You know, my own, I'm i I'm a, my own unique individual. Yes. Well, yeah, that's a, that's that's America, man. Right. Like, that's, like, that's what, what we you're are supposed to be. Right. Sorry to call you man. Mm. Uh, man. The <laughs> man. Um, but one other interesting thing I thought out of the interview and. He's describing himself as an individual, and I don't know where I. That's why I'm non-binary, gender queer. That's how I know mm-hmm. I am. And she asks him a question. She words it a very specific way. What does that non-binary gender queer mean to you? To you? To you? What does it mean to you? He then goes through his whole explanation of what it means, and at the end, he says, "That's what that means to me." As if the word doesn't mean anything generally. It just means things to different people. There's no, even on their new terms, even on these new made-up descriptions of just being an individual, they have come up with words that they themselves can't even define with any confidence. And that is, I mean, you've talked about this for at least a couple of years, postmodernism at its finest, there is no truth. There's not even truth about what genderqueer is. No, they can't even define it between two it, people
0: who agree that it's an issue. And it's it's because they have taken this mass approach and set everybody into the same boat. Mm-hmm. You're, a, you're a Joe Lieberman, you're a Van Jones, you're a Bill Ayers. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty wide group of people, and they believe a lot of different things. And uh, they don't all agree, but they all agreed for political reasons to get somebody elected. Right. And those groups started to, for instance, LB, LBG, LGBT. Okay, that's a whole group of people. Well, they don't all believe in the same thing. And now the T part is going against the the L and the G part. Because they're like, no, we're not what you say we are. Mm-hmm. Where you don't have anything big enough um, that is true To rally around. There's no fundamental truth. It's why. It's always
3: being redefined by every person who gets their hand on whatever word or concept. And
0: and our our whole life will be decided by whoever grabs the pendulum, whoever stops and says, this is what it means. Good luck. That's what it's going to mean. Where if you define yourself as an individual and you don't base yourself on color, uh, race, creed. Uh, gender you you are an individual yeah that's big enough that's it, big enough it, it will you can be
3: your own person you started this talking about how maybe we're just kind of saying the same things but using different words to yeah. describe it and this goes back to how he describes sam smith describes what he is i've heard ellen describe transgendered people the same way what you don't understand is it's gender is just like it's like a feeling that you have in your mind and it's like well that might be something, right? Like that's something we can talk about. They used to call that tomboy, right? Like they, th- that was something that mm-hmm. was that used to be a, a term. I don't know if it still is, but where like a, a girl didn't have typical female traits to like to do a lot of things boys did, and that was that's an interesting conversation. But that's not the what the word is. Like gender is a thing that used to mean something. And I feel like we're well, both describe. like, I'm de- I'm not denying someone who is a woman can feel like, the, have male traits and have feelings like a man. That can obviously happen. Individuals are different. They feel different
0: ways. But that doesn't change the box you check on the form when you're born. It doesn't change science. Yeah. It doesn't change science. And that's the problem. We have mixed feelings with science. So for instance, run a city. How are you going to run a city if I can't... If I'm so worried about offending people mm-hmm. that I can't say basic truth. So, in other words, don't take a dump on the sidewalk. Hey, <laughs> okay, that's about as basic as we can get. Sorry. I mean, it's, it's controversial. Right. Sure. But my sidewalk's not your poop jar. Yes. Because you probably want to keep them for what because you're a special individual. So the sidewalk is not where you poop. Mm-hmm. It's not where your dogs even poop. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we in some cities, we still find people. If you haven't picked up your own dog poop, let alone your poop. So we can't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't say, uh, you know what? The place to shoot up heroin is not right here. Sorry. We can't <laughs> say these things to people. We can't say heroin is. A hair, a heroin user might be suffering from a lot of things, but we should help them not encourage them or excuse them. Right. It's n- it's destructive behavior and it hurts everybody around them as well. everybody hurts society hurts them hurts everybody. So we should help them and look for things that work, but ignoring it or saying it's just OK is doesn't work. I'm telling you, Seattle is about to go. Seattle, it, you're going to burn yourself down. It has gone so mad in Seattle. I, I want to get the guy on from KOMO. If you have a chance, uh, just Google search KOMO. Seattle is dying. It is stunning. Coming from a Seattle television station, they did a documentary about what's, what's really happening. And it's fascinating to watch them because they talk about compassion. The guy who did it is very, very smart. He's he knows that everybody is gonna yell at, you know, anybody who says, hey, there's a problem here, what are you just not you don't care about the homeless, you don't care about the people. And he's he makes a very compassionate case that this is wrong. This is wrong for them. This is wrong for us. This is just wrong. We should have compassion, but this is not compassion. When when I saw this documentary, I haven't been at, you know back home for a while since my dad died, um, and I have to tell you, I, I could not believe that was Seattle. I mean, I know it was bad, I could not believe that those were pictures of Seattle. Wow,
3: really? It was yeah, that bad?
0: It's that bad. Mm. You, you have to watch it. Seattle is dying. K o m o. But it is the now he didn't get into politics at all, but he did talk about the city council and they they showed some things in different Seattle area uh, towns and city council and how these guys are just they don't care. They're not listening to you. They're just rulers. Hmm. They'll listen to you, but uh, you can speak in front of them. That's probably the best way to put it. You can speak in front of them. But they don't actually care what I you're saying. They don't care what you're saying.
3: Well, and how do you run a business in a town where that's allowed? How do you run a restaurant or a grocery store or a bank when people have to walk through, um, you know, people who are doing heroin and pooping on the sidewalk? It's, I mean, it's,
0: it's impossible. We all know this. If anybody has ever tried to do anything in front of a zoning commission or, you know, you had to—we uh, we had to go in front of—this uh, is in Texas— in front of a tax, uh, I don't even know, a committee, mm-hmm. because in my neighborhood, they jacked our taxes like 400%, just 400%. And um, mine was worse because I own three acres. Most of my neighbors have one acre. So they said, well, your taxes, you could, uh, you could make this into three separate homes, so we're going to charge you. For three homes instead of just one, and we're like, "Well, no, wait a minute. First of all, you can't do that. There's only one home here, and the way the house is built, it's it's not built up; it's built out, so it's sprawling, and so it would go into all three. I'd have to tear this house down <laughs> to cut it up. <laughs> right. It's a three-acre lot. We went in front of them. We had to first. We had to go get an attorney. We had to write this letter to them. They rejected it." But what they rejected it was literally on a comma on a comma. And when we went, Tanya had to go with the attorney. And they said when she was standing there, the lady who was the head of the tax commission or whatever it is, she was openly talking about how much she hated all these rich people. Just hate all these rich people. They just, they're just they just so really because we're the ones building the hospitals. We're the ones building the fire stations, which, by the way, is nicer than any house I've ever lived in, including the one I now own. This fire station is mind boggling nice, of course, because right, of we're course. paying 400 percent increases in taxes. So anyway, she talks about how she just hates rich people. And Tanya is standing there and she hears it. And here she comes and she's like, hey, my three acres is not worth what you guys say it is. (laughs) And they look at the paperwork and she said, no, this is uh, something that you were uh, contesting last year. No, we said you changed it last year and you changed it again this year. We had an increase this year. We're we're saying no, this is wrong this year uh, because we missed your, you know, your magic deadline last year. And she said, well, how do I know you meant that? Well, because we're the ones who wrote it. We we wrote it. We wrote it. See the date? Mm-hmm. It wasn't sent last year. It was sent this year. <laughs> That's We wrote it. I'm standing here. Well, we can't do that just on your word. Wait, what? Whose word would it be? Whose word would it be? We wrote it. <laughs> and the, the guy, the, one of the guys on the panel said, I don't really care. We'll do whatever you want to do. And looked at the woman who said, I hate rich people. And she said, rejected. That's Texas justice. That's what Texas is becoming. Now, you tell me that hasn't something like that hasn't happened to you or somebody like that in your own town. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're drunk with power and they don't care because we don't our our constitution and our republic is not working properly. The way to do it is to decrease their power, not to increase it, decrease their power. Seattle, the Seattle mayor, the Seattle City Council is on a absolute power trip. That's the problem that needs to be solved. And if they don't listen to the people in the end, there's only two options. They have to become a, an iron fist and be, and put people in a cage where you don't move and with t- technology today, they will and can do that. Or the people rise up and there's either a revolution or there is a revolution at the ballot box. But one way or another, it doesn't remain this way. We have to reduce the power of these people. Uh, and quickly, Glenn, you mentioned um, human poop going into a jar. We'll have a Beto update coming up in just a minute. Okay, <laughs> Thank you. Good. Good. <laughs> forward to that uh let me uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. it's american financing uh if you're getting a nice tax refund this year you should consider putting it toward a down payment on a new home uh now is the time rental properties are becoming more expensive they have gone up five percent in the last year i believe if what's coming is coming um you're going to see a massive increase in what it costs to rent American financing is there. They are salary-based mortgage consultants. You're going to have access to custom loans and assistant programs that can get you into a home for much less. So stop renting and become a homeowner. It's easier than you think. American financing is not going to put you into a loan that puts you into financial danger. I talked to these people just a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about this, and they were like, We don't need the money that bad. There's nothing worse than having somebody buy a home and then their life. It was just too close to the edge. and Their life falls apart. We don't want anything to do with that. No, they really care about, you know, they will tell you 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 shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. This is this is not good because if one thing goes wrong in your life, it's just not good. Um, American Financing They don't work for the bank They work for you Americanfinancing.net Americanfinancing.net Or call 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 Americanfinancing.net American Financing Corporation NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
2: This is the Glenn Beck Program
0: Thank you, Stations, for joining us. We have uh, uh, some breaking news now. Uh, we go over to our poop expert for a Beto poop update, mm-hmm. Stu
3: Gear, Stu. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that, and thank you for the promotion. You're right. Um, you had mentioned human poop going into different receptacles yes. in our last segment. Yes. And it did remind me of a news story from the Washington Post mm. about Beto O'Rourke and the fact that he has some strange habits. No. Uh, yes, including this particular story. One time, according to a friend, Beto collected an especially green turd from one of their kids' diapers and put it in a bowl, telling his wife it was avocado. My apologies if you're currently at a Mexican restaurant. Or, or having, having a...
0: your toast in California.
3: <laughs> There could be some negative consequences to this particular story. <laughs> now, they, neither they would not confirm this, but Beto did say it sounded like something he would do. Again, this is human poop being put into a bowl and telling his wife it was avocado. So that's your uh, one of your front runners there for the uh, Democratic nomination. He also, by the way, when he was on the road in January, it's just disgusting. Was a little low energy. Mm-hmm. And decided to, quote, eat New Mexican dirt because it had regenerative powers.
0: This guy is bizarre.
3: I mean. There's something wrong with him. Number one, he's bizarre. Yeah. Number two, have you ever seen a candidate get all of the guns from the party pointed at him so quickly? I don't know if they're scared of Beto. I don't know if they think he's a real threat. Every other candidate is coming after him. They're all leaking stories about him.
0: I think that they think he's a threat.
3: Yeah, it must be that. Because they are coming after him hard. Now, of course, it's hard to not be able to achieve the criticism when the person you're criticizing is actually putting human poop in bowls.
0: Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Because, well, not not poop. Not poop. I, I... I I do have a story that we should explore, perhaps, on tomorrow's show. Oh my! Now, it doesn't involve baby poop, uh, mainly because I didn't think of it. But uh, let's <laughs> let's start there tomorrow.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.